First of all, it's an illusion that there's a, a difference between West and East. That's, that's been an ideological fiction that's been part of the, uh, the ego of the so-called West. If you go back to the origins of the Greeks, uh, Empedocles, Parmenides, Heraclitus, those early ones, they recognized that they are outposts of, of the original civilization, which was that of the Aryans. And this is recognized by linguists and anthropologists, etc. Greece, uh, Persia, or Iran, Aryan, and India, uh, Egypt, were all from the same ultimate mother civilization. And, and they split apart, but they are, they, their foundational philosophies were the same. It was the same yoga behind all of them. Uh, that that uh, it is what was manifesting, and then they diverted from that. There were uh, distortions, but the the source that came from this original mother civilization, to which India has been most aligned throughout the centuries, has been restored every once in a while as the Western civilization, in particular, has been exhausted. So, where did Freud get his ideas? He got them from reading Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer got his ideas by reading the translations of the Upanishads that were made for the first time by Max Muller and the other German uh, anthropologists who went to India and translated those texts. And that gave a whole new uh, renaissance to Western thought. And Hegel, Nietzsche, all of them, Schelling took it up. And Freud stole their ideas and made it into a clinical practice. And, and in the process distorted it even more. But that's where it came from. Lacan actually, by returning to Freud in his own efforts, because then the, the neo-Freudians even lost the integrity of, of Freud's understanding, tried to bring it back to that original uh, understanding of non-duality. And I would say that Lacan is a Buddhist. Uh, and, and that his, his uh, approach to psychoanalysis goes the closest to transcending the ego's fantasies and entering into the emptiness. And that's why Lacan says that a psychoanalysis doesn't end uh, with somebody at peace with themselves. It ends at a point of maximum anxiety. Okay? If you're successful as, as an analyst, your client will be in a total anxiety state because they know that they have to dissolve the ego. Their ego's a fraud. But the problem is, at the end of his life, Lacan said he was a failure. He couldn't get anybody to go through that point of anxiety to reach egolessness. They, they would quit the analysis and go back into the, the false ego. Because the psychoanalyst himself hadn't gone past that anxiety point. So how could he guide the client through it? And so psychoanalysis has failed in completing its own intentionality because it has not dared to enter the transcendent, because if it did that, it itself would lose its credibility with the medical establishment. And so psychoanalysis has been playing a game. It wants to be credible as a therapy that meets the diagnostic criteria controlled by the pharmaceutical agencies and all of that. And, and in doing that, it has betrayed its own spirit. And it has become basically a failure as a transformational vehicle, which it could have been and which Lacan really wanted to turn it into. So it, in order for Lacan to remain within the confines of acceptable discourse, he had to be a materialist, he had to uh, uh, 
believe or proclaim that language was first and consciousness second. So he made it a much more complex theory. And he, and he started out with the idea that the subject is the subject of the signifier, rather than that the signifier's language emerged from the subject. So for Lacan, there is no subjectivity prior to language. To me, this is patently false. But he had to do this in order not to be accused of mysticism. So the Lacanian system became far too complex in the same way that the Ptolemaic system of the solar system was far too complex and required many epicycles of the planets to explain the movements of Jupiter and, and Mars, etc. So uh, the system is, although it is complex, it is useful. And given the uh, increasing complexity of the ego structure today, Lacanian theory is one of the only theories that actually can map all of the fragmentations of the ego. So it's very useful. But from our perspective, we can see it in a much more simple way and make use of what is accurate in Lacan, but throw out the, the parts that are inaccurate. But that uh, it, it is an important development, the Lacanian uh, paradigm, in Western thought, because it is the beginning of the return to that original understanding of non-duality. Okay, I hope that that's helpful to you. But we are not Lacanians here. But we do think that some of his ideas, particularly the registers of consciousness of the imaginary, the symbolic, and the real, are very useful in understanding psychic development. But for us, there are three reals. There isn't just one. And, and there, is, uh, there are several levels of the symbolic capacity and, and there are different levels of the imaginary. So we have in a way an even more complex uh, understanding because we have assemblage points that exist beyond the ego at the level of soul which is beyond the ego and then of spirit. And so because consciousness becomes much more subtle uh, in order to understand its, uh, its way of progressing through these different assemblage points we need a map and a conceptual a basis that is fairly complex because the ego is complex but ultimately it comes down to something very simple and, and that is the unity with all that is but look at nature nature is complex uh, quantum physics is con complex right all of if you want to understand phenomenal reality it, you have to have an, a complete, a, a, an extremely complex and subtle intelligence but once that intelligence grasps it all, it can reduce it to very simple concepts.